Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 1057-1057 The Fan. I love it. Um, it's showing a lot of flashes. Got a lot to work on, but um, I think it's, it's 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 work. I mean, he's finding a lot of ways to get guys open, a lot of ways to, to to spread the ball around, and I'm excited to see how everything plans out. Gus Edwards, so a few weeks back, talking about that he likes the Todd Munkin offense. The question is that the Todd Munkin offense like Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Has not been running with the ones with J.K. Dobbins out. That's been Justice Hill. Gus Edwards did play in the first preseason game against Philly, but that was after Justice Hill was done. He did not play at all in the game against Washington. And I I have to wonder, is this offense a good fit for Gus Edwards? Doesn't seem like it based on what we've seen thus far, Ken. And I I didn't put a ton of stock early on when you're seeing Justice Hill get the bulk of the run with the ones, but then it kept happening and it kept happening. And then in that game, he was playing into the second half, wasn't he, Ken? And I mean, that's bizarre for a player that has accomplished as much as Gus Edwards. And Todd Munkin's offenses, as we've seen, incorporate running backs catching passes and Gus Edwards granted it's not all on him because we know Greg under Greg Roman running backs were not involved in the Mm. passing game but you look at his career the most amount of catches he's had in the season is nine most amount of targets he's had was 13 in that same season in 2020 Gus will have a role but it probably won't be that big I mean because Here's the thing. J.K. Dobbins, once he gets fully integrated. He's into, the one. He's the one. But based on everything we've seen, Justice Hill yes. is going to be the three. Yeah. And you kind well, of – or, 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 I, I was taking third down. Yeah. Third down back. Where what do we love about Justice Hill? His ability to pass block. Yes. So that is extremely important on third down. So Justice Hill is going to get uh, opportunities there. And then you just wonder what's left for Gus. And the other part of it is – in an offense that's going to tr- – I'm not telling you they're going to be the greatest show on turf throwing the ball over the field, but in an offense that is going to throw the ball more, you're sort of telling the defense you're running the ball when Gus Edwards is out there because he's not the receiver these other guys are. And, and it's a good point, and that's where Todd Munkin's going to have to get creative where I know Jason's brought up 
that he would like to see J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill on the field at the same time. Maybe you could work in Gus Edwards and one of those backs yeah. and plays together. That way it's not a complete tell that you're going to run the football. Look, Gus Edwards, man, he's been steady. He is not a flashy back, but damn it, he's consistent. Yeah. I mean, over five yards per carry every single year. I mean, he would be automatic in short yardage situations, and that's probably his thing. Goal line carries. Goal line short yardage and trying to run the clock out. Like the, like the battering ram in the fourth quarter when you assume the other defense is tired, maybe that's when you go to Gus to try to get them to burn their timeouts and get a couple first downs. Beyond that, I, hear, I think you're right. I think they're telling you that Justice Hill is a better fit for this offense. They are. And quite frankly, I mean, you almost think, Keaton Mitchell I'm mean, and, yeah, yeah. and and Gus Edwards I'm not saying Keaton Mitchell's going to get more run no. assuming he makes the team than Gus Edwards but another thing that kind of goes against Gus Ken is he doesn't play special teams and that makes it even tougher because how there's no way you could keep four running backs up and all of them not playing to I mean Justice Hill is going to play teams but yeah it just doesn't work out uh, when when you can only have 48 guys active yeah jk dobbins ain't playing teams and gus ain't playing teams exactly. so yeah that, yeah this this is a, a very interesting situation it's one that like it was one of those things where i felt like my eyes were deceiving me <laughs> you're watching these preseason games and gus is not out there with the ones in that philly game now saturday night against tampa Everybody that that doesn't need to play ain't playing for the most part. Like I don't think you're gonna. This is gonna be like if I joked about this yesterday. But James Prochet should play every snap. Like get get him get some film for him for uh, the next team he's gonna play for because he's not playing here. Like you don't want to show too much for a guy that you're worried could get claimed. You want to get him back on the practice squad, and you don't want to play the guys that mean something to you. So all the guys that you're pretty sure aren't making the team should be playing this football game. Yeah, it's it's a fine line, and I'd be stunned if Justice Hill's going to be out there having played the first two games. It's going to be a Melvin Gordon game. It's going to be an Owen Wright Owen game. Wright's going to get a lot of carries. I, and I would expect that Keaton Mitchell's going to play as well and, and get some run there uh, too. But And Gus, he's in the unique situation of also being in a contract year uh-huh. where I'm not saying he's going to pop off or do anything like what J.K. Dobbins is going to do, but... That's got to be in the back of his mind as well. Uh, you would think so. And, and then the other thing, and I don't think this is going to happen, but the Ravens could, like, you look at Gus, you look at Ricard, they could save some cap room if they chose not to keep these guys. Like, is that something that enters the equation as they're in that room trying to get their 53 together? I, I just wonder. I, I was thinking that um, as we were starting this segment where – I don't know what you would get for him. I mean, we're going to talk about Jonathan yeah, Taylor in a bit, but Gus Edwards right now, they've reworked his contract. Remember, he's only got a million dollars in base salary, so he's not making any money. So maybe that makes him more attractive. He doesn't have any uh, tread or, or wear on, on those tires, considering the fact that he's been in a, uh, a touch share, a carry share, if you will, backfield. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's possible the salary's the salary's guaranteed, but it's only a million. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's. I, I can't believe we're in the place where we we are even having that discussion. Like, because yeah. the roles are so it, at least it, when you look at it, 
the role seems very limited for both guys, quite frankly. And, and with Gus Edwards, it, it, it kind of stinks where you go back to 2021 when J.K. Dobbins got that, uh, suffered that injury against the Commanders. I was very interested in seeing Gus Edwards be a lead back yeah. and be and then that he got hurt. dog. And, of course, he got hurt uh, during practice where I think Gus Edwards, especially in that Greg Roman offense, could have been a very effective lead back. But I don't think you can say that under Todd well, Duncan. Here's the funny thing. I'll take it a step further. Not haha funny, but interesting funny. Like, you say that about Gus. When Gus got hurt, I'm thinking to myself, I'd like to see what Justice Hill yeah. looks like in this <laughs> yeah. offense. And then he gets hurt. Yes. That was a fun year. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> 2021 yeah. was cool. Yeah, good times. The whole team gets hurt. Like <laughs> Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards back-to-back plays at training camp. But no, this is, this is messy. And yeah, they got one more game Saturday night. And then you got to get down to you make all the cuts at once. And you're sitting here and you, you got, you're going to have a, what, a, over a week to get ready for your first game. September 10th is, uh, but not, not that far away, but you got, you're going to be getting ready for, uh, the, the Houston Texans after that. Yeah. A couple weeks away. I mean, of course, all the coaches are going to be game players. Oh, already, huh. They're already game planning for the Texans, but it's going to get real, uh, Monday when they're back at practice, uh, at the castle. And, it's exciting. Keep saying it's September and October. It's a great time to be a Baltimore sports fan. Coming up next, we look at the NFL, the league at large. And yes, Jonathan Taylor, he's about able to look for a trade. What could be the value for Taylor? Will he get traded? We'll update you on Terry McLaurin's injury. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have named their starting quarterback. We'll tell you who, league at large, next here on The Fan. Inside. Inside. With Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and the host of BFD. That's Baltimore Football Daily, Tim. Barbalace, the league at large. Sponsored by New Look Home Design. Need a new roof? Call New Look Home Design. Save 50% on roofing materials plus 0% financing until 2024. Visit newlookhomedesign.com or call 800 279 5300. 1057 La Fan. Let's first update you on Terry McLaurin, since it was in the update talking about wide receivers. Terry McLaurin hurt his toe in the preseason game against the Ravens, and it looks like he dodged a bullet, just a little bit of a toe, you know, toe strain. But the toes are, the turf toes can be interesting. That's what ended Jonathan Ogden's career. Yeah, and Dan uh, Sanders, with, too. With the turf toe. So it's one of those tough things, Ken. They're saying where, positive things right now. No, no, for sure. But I'm saying it gets to the debate about playing guys in the preseason. And Washington played all their starters for pretty much an entire first half. But, of course, we're seeing more and more teams go away from that. But, thankfully, Washington dodged a bullet. Jonathan Taylor, he's able to now look for a trade. They're, the Colts are willing to trade him. The question is, they're saying they want a one or a package that could equal a one. I say good luck with that, but I think Trent Richardson was the last running back that was traded for a number one pick, and that was an absolute abomination. Uh, what This could end up like Austin Eckler, who wanted to trade and then ended up staying. Ken, it's like you said, you want Carmen Electra. Yeah. It's just you're who not going to get her, unfortunately. Yeah. But now, look, 
the running back situation, it's not going to change anytime soon. And Jonathan Taylor coming off a year in which he was banged up. No one is giving the Colts a one and then paying Jonathan Taylor the part, a yeah. boatload of money. I mean, it, it's already tough enough for teams to even want to stroke that check for running backs. And and I, I don't know if things are ever going to change in that realm, Ken, but... Is this a situation where Jonathan Taylor is going to end up going back to Indy with its tail between his legs? I think it's probably that situation because you're not going to trade. Like, who's paying a running back at this point? And he's not – and I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. He helped me win a lot of fantasy football games a couple years ago. But he's not – Christian McCaffrey, he's not that dual threat, and he McCaffrey's the last guy to get a big contract. And you know Saquon Barkley, who's similar to Christian McCaffrey, couldn't get big money this offseason; had to take the franchise tag. I don't think Taylor is either. And at the end of the day, it probably behooves the Colts to have Jonathan Taylor behind their rookie quarterback. Absolutely. So, so it makes sense that he returns, but he's not going to be happy. No, he's not going to be happy at all. And with the running backs, look, you can find those guys with an undrafted free agent. I mean, Gus Edwards, for example, we were just talking about him, a guy that wasn't drafted. And it's unfortunate, but when you see all of these teams in recent years get burned when they give out big contracts to running backs, like a Todd Gurley, it really makes these organizations gun shy. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a guy that does have more value than a running back, and that's Chris Jones. And Chris Jones is now hinting he could sit out till week eight to get that big contract. He's willing to give up $12 million to get that $50 million at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, that's... And keep in mind, he'd be giving up over $1 million per week. Yeah, it's like $12 million, he, in which yeah. He, in which he sits out, so... Chris Jones is a massive, massive part of that defense, and he showed why during the playoffs he had 15 and a half sacks. And keep in mind, this Chiefs defense can, especially over Patrick Mahomes' career, it's been mediocre. But under Steve Spagnuolo, no matter where he's at, those defenses get better and better as the year goes on. And a lot of that's Chris Jones. Chris Jones not being there week one, that's a massive uh that's going to affect them massively yeah that's a big hole now granted they do still have Patrick Mahomes and he seems to be able sure. to score with anyone and the, the, but he's their best defensive player by far yeah. he's one of the best defensive players yes. in football that's why he wants 50 million dollars like like the, he wants that long term deal and that big signing bonus and gets his cash it is it, it it's fascinating that he's willing to turn down Essentially, his weekly stipend plus his bonuses will get him what Saquon Barkley didn't want as the as the the uh, franchise tag. It shows you where we are in football on the the haves and the have-nots. Well, when you have a freak like a Chris Jones, and you can think of an Aaron Donald, throw them in the same boat. When you have a defensive tackle that gives you double-digit sack potential. I mean, that's invaluable. I mean, there's nothing more important defensively. Pressure up the middle is massive. And Chris Jones brings that in a big, big way. 15 and a half sacks last year. Has another season back yeah. in 2018 in which he had 15 and a half sacks. And he, and offenses, the offensive line has to pay a lot of attention to Chris Jones. Like, yeah. if he's not on that D line, you're, you're, you're breathing a sigh of relief. Well, it's, it's like that with... Uh, 
Aaron Donald and Pro Football Focus always puts out those numbers of all the double teams that both of those guys face. I mean, when you're taking up two guys and you can still dominate, you're worth every penny. So let's get to Tampa Bay. And obviously, it's not Tom Brady anymore. That hasn't been the case. But Baker Mayfield has been named the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, beating out Kyle Trask for the job. Do you like Baker Mayfield in Tampa? I don't even know what to make of Tampa, and their offseason was sort of befuddling to me because I just always assumed once Brady retired and they kept kicking that can down the road, can down the road, and now that big cap charge is is they're taking it on now. I thought they were going to trade a Mike Evans. I thought they were going to trade a Chris Godwin yeah, and some start, of the other guys. Rebuilding. Really just blow it up. Blow it up, man. And, and they didn't. And I get it. You're you're in a crappy division in the NFC South, which is you know really up for grabs. But Baker Mayfield, I mean, you're going with you're going with him. By the way, the Ravens had interest in Baker Mayfield this offseason. Now their interest was as a backup. Now at the time they didn't have Lamar signed, but their interest was as a potentially a backup. And Baker went to Tampa in part because he thought he had an opportunity to start, and he was right. But it has not looked good for Baker for a while. Yes, I remember you had that Sam Darnold thought a couple years ago that he was going to turn around Carolina. I felt the same for Baker last year. I, I kind of took up for him because, remember, in 2021, he had that torn rotator cuff. Yes. He was playing with that ever since he sustained it week two. So I, I gave him a pass there. and. His rookie year, he was good. His third year, he was good. He won a playoff game and almost won a playoff game in Kansas City. He beat the brakes off the Steelers in in that game. And defensively, of course, it helped. But I I thought Carolina was going to be really interesting for him, and it just fizzled out. He had that one really good game with the Rams, if I'm remembering correctly, down the stretch where a nice comeback there. But... Uh, I'm off the Baker Mayfield bandwagon. I'm way off the Bucks bandwagon. Yeah, they're going to be bad. Uh, I, I am cur- curious, just one last thought. Are you surprised that the Colts, Panthers, and, and Texans are all going? It looks like, now they haven't said officially with C.J. Stroud in Houston, but it's trending that direction. But Richardson and Young have already been named the starters. They're all going with the rookie starters week one. Yes and no. I mean, of that bunch, I would think Richardson would be the guy that would benefit the most from sitting but I just think that's the reality of today's NFL Ken unless you're in a completely unique situation like Jordan Love who got to sit for three years like Aaron Rodgers did when uh Brett Favre was there I just think or Jordan Love there's no that's what I'm saying (laughs) I'm bringing up Jordan Love but there's no bigger advantage in the NFL than having your rookie quarterback play at a high level on that contract and you want to start that clock as soon sure. as possible. So I get it, but a guy like Anthony Richardson, I'm I'm really worried about him. Yeah, th- this is going to be uh, quite the interesting football season with the Colts. And again, we, we go back to where we started. It would make a lot more sense and probably do a hell of a lot of good for Anthony Richardson to have Jonathan Taylor behind him. Yeah, that's your best friend. You're running back in a defense, really, that can keep you in the football game because Richardson, he's going to need all the help he can get, Ken. I mean, he's an inexperienced guy who just had one year in college and struggled with accuracy. 
Uh, we do have some. Uh, let me get you some Jack Flaherty news real quick as we before yeah, we step out. For sure. uh, this is from Jake Rill, covers the Orioles for MLB.com. Flaherty said he isn't starting tonight because he didn't bounce back right after his last start. Added he wasn't feeling like himself yesterday. When asked if mechanical or physical, he reiterated he just didn't bounce back right. After- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocado like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After last start, Flaherty was also unsure when he'll make his next start. Jeez. That's a little, that's, yeah. That's ominous. Yeah. That's, jeez, man. Yeah, that's that's and, no and I, and I hate to, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, but goes back to the deadline man get blown yeah. potentially and i'm you're obviously hoping for the best for jack flaherty but that's not a good response yep please stop telling me about like well you have all these guys internally they they you can still have all these guys internally that are going to help you and still help yourself at the deadline to improve your team but alas coming up next it's a wednesday time to make the make the people some money tim murray from Vison joins us next here on the fan and Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman on the fan. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers with Jason and Ken. 105.7 The Fan. The final week of NFL preseason football is this weekend. So is week zero of the college football season. I know it doesn't really make sense, but it does. Perfect time to bring on our friend Tim Murray from VEASAN. And Tim, as we are so close to NFL football, are there any NFL futures that are wetting your whistle? <laughs> uh, well, 
Commanders to win the Super Bowl after their <laughs> yeah. performance on Monday. Well, didn't right? they win the Super Bowl Monday? That's true. That, yeah, that might yeah, have been their yeah. Super Bowl victory. So uh, hang the banner as I opened my show last night. Fourth biggest victory in franchise history uh, for the Commanders. You know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Ending the Ravens' preseason streak, I think, was uh, was up there. But now, is that top the list, Tim? Uh, I mean, it's close. You yeah. know, Tim. It's you know they still they still have to you know. Put some spit shine on those uh, on those Lombardi <laughs> trophies every once in a while. Um, you know the one that it's funny. I actually got a little uh, pushback from from my good friend the Bear Chris Felica saying, you know the the first under he sees on the Packers, uh, the next under will be the first on the Packers. But uh, I actually like the over uh, on the Green Bay Packers. So it's in at seven and a half. Juice will vary depending on where you look. I got it at minus one twenty. I think it's roughly in that ballpark. Um, you know, this, I, I look at it a couple ways, guys, regarding the Packers. And I know the Jordan Love hype is already yeah. going out of control, as is the Sam Howell hype. I mean, this is what we do in the preseason. But, um, you know, this is a team that had an 11.5 win total last year. Now, they've only won eight games. But the talent on that roster, albeit without Aaron Rodgers, to me is is pretty high. Uh, the defense continues to add pieces. So, uh, that's one that intrigues me. I think we might have talked about that last week as well. Um, and then, you know, to as for other futures out there, um, you know, I, the more and more I think about it, guys, and you know, not to be blasphemous here, but uh, the Bengals do intrigue me to win the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. sitting at I think eleven or twelve to one, um, which is not very long, obviously, if you're looking at a you know a Super Bowl future. But yeah, that one is just kind of a intriguing kind of hanging around knowing that they've over the last two years since making the Super Bowl have tried to kind of make those small tweaks in order for them to feel like they're at the right spot uh the offensive line absolutely crushed them last year in the postseason uh with the injuries they feel right now at least of you know folks that we've had on the show feel like they've kind of plugged those holes AFC North is an absolute monster uh as you guys well know but yeah, those are a couple. I haven't gotten to the window yet on the Bengals uh, to to win the uh, to win the Super Bowl, but I've been been poking around a little bit on that one. Well, Tim, let's get to Week Zero college football. You were part of the Navy radio network yeah. for a while. Navy's taking on the Fighting Irish in Dublin. Yeah, that's this weekend. Twenty and a half points. Notre Dame is favored by. Are you backing the mids to cover? Um, if you do, I'll just say this, uh, if you do like Navy and you want to bet Navy, I would wait. You're starting to see some 21s pop up and that, you know, obviously that is a very key number being three touchdowns. So, uh, I wouldn't be in a rush to bet Navy. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be concise and, you know, not talk myself into knots because I, this whole week I've kind of gone, Oh, maybe I'll like this side. Maybe I'll like this side. So let's, let's, let's talk it out real quickly. Okay. So Navy against Notre Dame. Covered the last six out of the last nine games against the Irish, um, and they returned 16 starters, nine of those on defense. Now, arguably their most impactful defensive player, John Marshall, is is no longer there. Uh, this was a Navy team that uh, made Notre Dame uh, just completely collapse uh, offensively in Baltimore last year. Notre Dame outscored 19 to nothing by the mids in the second half. Uh, last year outgained 166 to 20, uh, five sacks by that Navy defense. They just threw 
zero blitz, you know, cover zero on them in that entire second half, and Notre Dame could do nothing to alter it. Now, the caveat to that, Notre Dame's quarterback is no longer Drew Pine. It is Sam Hartman, one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in college football heading into this year. So if Navy were to throw some zero blitz at them, in theory, a veteran quarterback in his sixth year of college football is going to be able to uh, to take them apart there. Uh, I do like Notre Dame's offensive line quite a bit. Uh, as for Navy on the offensive side of the ball, you've got Ty Lavatai probably going to get the start, uh, but it looks like they really like Blake Horvath, who has yet to take a snap uh, for the mids in a game. Uh, but you know they're they're going to see a lot of new wrinkles here. Grant Chestnut comes in as the new OC from Kennesaw State, so you might see it, them throw the ball a little bit. Uh, another piece in the Notre Dame advantage is their linebackers. You know, linebackers facing a triple option, those guys are are vital. You know, being in their right fits and knowing where they're supposed to be. Notre Dame starts three linebackers that are grad students. They've had a ton of football. Their top two leading tacklers last year, J.D. Bertrand and Jack Kaiser, uh, are both back uh, for this game. And J.D. Bertrand didn't even play against Navy last year. So, uh, I've gone back and forth and back and forth on this one, guys. Uh, if forced to pick it, I'd probably lay it with Notre Dame at 20 and a half. Ooh. I don't love it. Um, just because I I think Notre Dame's heading over there feeling like they've got something to prove. Um, you know, something to note, um, and, you know, Brian Newberry, the, the new head coach for Navy, pointed this out uh, in his press conference. I think it was earlier this week before, because uh, they leave later tonight. The last three years, Navy has gotten off to dreadful starts to begin the year. Now, 2020, you can almost throw that one out because it was COVID and everything was kind of funky and they didn't really have much physicality in the preseason. But 2020 outscored 55 to three to BYU. 2021 lost 42 to 49 to seven to Marshall, and then last year they lost to FCS Delaware. 14 to 7. So, uh I know Grant New uh, uh Brian Newberry, excuse me, is trying to uh to avoid that trend. So, uh all in all, a lot of long-winded ways of discussing. I'm probably not going to have much in on the game. Um mm. you know, I'll mention this from the market side of things for people out there. Uh the total has started to dip down. It was up around 50 and a half. It's come down to 49. Uh there could be some rain in the forecast Saturday night in Dublin. Um but you know, historically, as we talked about last week, Notre Dame Navy games have actually been pretty high scoring. Last year was 35-32. 12, uh, 10 of the last 12 games have gone over uh, 50 points. And uh, the average score in the last 12 years between Notre Dame and Navy is actually 62.3 points per game. So, um, you know, the, the market's going against it. But, uh, you know, the numbers would tell you that the over might be the play here for, uh, for Notre Dame Navy. By the way, fun fact, Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre Dame, is 37 years old. He has seven children. Seven, yes. according to Wikipedia. Seven children. He's got so, one in high school, I believe. Yeah, too. so he's, 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 yeah, he's, uh, he's, he, I guess he's, he's, he's busy. Uh, anything else week zero <laughs> that, swimmer. that is catching your eye there, Tim? Yeah, I'll just kind of run through the market here. Um, you know, I know football is back and we're all fired up. 
Um, you know, normally when I come on the show every Wednesday during the college football season, I, I can't have about, wait. Yeah. I got about 80 games to pick from, you know, 70, 80 games or so, especially early on when there's FCS teams. Uh, right now we have seven. So, uh, you know, just be careful there. Uh, a couple nuggets. Uh, UMass, New Mexico State. Uh, this is your primetime game, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Saturday night on ESPN. Yes, UMass against the Quick Lane Bowl champion, New Mexico oh. State Aggies. Uh, New Mexico State now only a six-and-a-half-point favorite, so there's been movement there on UMass, believe it or not, who is coming off of a uh, a walloping one win last year. Uh, the former uh, Maryland defensive coordinator, Don Brown, year number two as the UMass head coach there. Uh, I actually like UMass a little bit uh, to cover that number. Uh, Louisiana Tech, FIU, um, a conference game. <laughs> uh, CUSA juggernauts going head-to-head. Uh, I got nothing on that game. Uh, my colleague on the uh, VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast does like uh, Louisiana Tech in that spot. We do get the uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Gonzaga native, or Gonzaga and Bowie, uh, Maryland native. Uh, Caleb Williams, USC, is a 30-and-a-half-point favorite against San Jose State. Uh-huh. Um, I think we could see a lot of points in that game. We've seen the market uh, agree with that assessment as it is up to 66, 66 and a half. Arguably the most competitive game, guys, of the weekend is Ohio-San Diego State. I mentioned this one to you guys uh, last week. Uh, Curtis Rourke is the name to know in this one. He's the quarterback for Ohio. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he's uh, probably, you know, him or Daquan Finn are the two top dogs in the MAC conference this year. Brady Hoke back for year four at San Diego State. Uh, they've got an intriguing quarterback, Jalen Maiden. Uh, Ryan Lindley, name might sound familiar, used to be the San Diego State quarterback. Now they're OC. Uh, so that number's actually moved from five down to two in favor of the Bobcats of Ohio. Uh, and then UTEP Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is now a new member of the FCS. Who is their head coach? Rich Rodriguez. Oh. Jacksonville State, yes. And then uh, Hawaii and Vanderbilt, not on the island. Uh, this one in Nashville. Hawaii is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. Note here, Hawaii ended last year covering seven of their last eight games. So uh, there you go. Run through the uh, run through the board. I got nothing, bet-wise. It feels like just yesterday, Rich Rodriguez was a week away from playing for the national championship and lost the backyard brawl to Pitt. And now, 2009, right? And now he's coaching where? Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, oh, the Gamecocks, man. year two. First year in the FBS ranks for the uh, the Gamecocks at Jacksonville State. So we'll see uh, what they got in store as they take on UTEP. Another uh, conference game. That is a CUSA game. You could, you could win 10 bucks this weekend. Go ask your friends, hey, how many conference games are happening this weekend? Two. There's actually two conference games. Florida International at Louisiana Tech, UTEP, Jacksonville State. Uh, go win some money from your friends. Tim Murray lets people know what's going on at VEASAN. Yeah, each and every weekday night, myself and Sean King, uh, probably not breaking down FIU Louisiana (laughs) Tech in depth tonight, but uh, always a fun listen, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you do want a full breakdown of Ohio, San Diego State, or UTEP, Jacksonville State, uh, I'm about to press record on the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. Tim Murray, always great, man. Thanks so much for your time. We'll talk next week. All right, fellas, week one next week. How about that? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Hey, coming up next, Orioles. They got a Jack Flaherty update. The six-man rotation. What do we think? What happens with Jack Flaherty being out? How long is he out? We'll try to answer that question next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. 
Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Jack Flaherty has met with the media if you're just tuning in. This is from Rock Cabaco. It says Jack Flaherty says he didn't bounce back like he wanted to after last start and throwing yesterday. Didn't get specific. Doesn't know when he'll make his next start. Rock also says he didn't seem concerned, said it happens, working on some things. That's about it. Are you concerned, Tim Barbalace? Yes, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm I mean, a little concerned. <laughs> there wasn't anything that he said in there that, oh, man, I'm optimistic. He's going to make his next start, next turn in the rotation. No, of course I'm concerned, Ken. And it's coming off a start in which he got absolutely shelled against the Padres. And this was their big acquisition during the trade deadline mm-hmm. where they got Fuji early. Yes. And then Mike Elias, prior to the buzzer hitting at six, hit up the Cardinals. He had this one in his back pocket. Absolutely. As the relationship worked for the Cardinals. And. If this has the potential of blowing up in his face, yeah, absolutely. I, I can tell you, so going back to when they acquired Fuji, which was like almost two weeks before the deadline, I'm thinking, I was playing mini golf, and I get the alert, and I'm, I look at it a little bit, and I go, oh, his numbers stink, but it's like, look deeper, he throws 100 miles an hour, I go, yeah. okay, it's an interesting arm. This is an early salvo yeah. as they get real active when the deadline gets close, and then they do nothing else but Jack Flaherty, and I want to say, so... Okay, Jack Flaherty, and I, I'm not as down. I wasn't as down on it in real time as Jason was. Me Jason neither. hated the move. I, I didn't like that. That's all they did. I feel like, like Michael Elias has done so many things. This was his first trade deadline as a buyer, and I feel like he ski like to me. He got so focused on a couple of big things that he let some little things get through the cracks that he could have made also, and then still gotten Flaherty. If that makes sense, but to come away with just Jack Flaherty. And Fuji, and not do anything else for the bullpen. We talked earlier in the show about Jordan Hicks for Toronto. They have a good bullpen. They added Hicks to lengthen their bullpen. You see what Texas did. You see what Houston did. You see what other teams in the mix did at the deadline. And I'm still willing to give this Flaherty thing some time, and I hope he's not out a long time, and he says he's not concerned. I will buy it. I know uh, so the the show account just tweeted about Jack Flaherty. It wasn't either of <laughs> it's us. not us. So, uh, um, obviously, we know where, where that's coming from. But it's not good. It's not good. No, it's, it's not good at all. And there's situations where in real time we bring up David Robertson. Look, I get it. He's not pitching great in Miami right now. No. But but, but that- he's, he's actually – the other thing, and sorry to interrupt, but he's pitching in higher leverage situations in Miami than he would have here. Like, they're asking him to do some closing. He'd have been a seventh-inning guy here. I think Robertson would have been great. I mean, Jordan Montgomery, I really wanted him yes, in real so did time. I, I said uh, we did come- a six-pack a month before yeah. I had Montgomery on. Yeah, I really wanted him in, in real time as well. And I'm with you. It, it clearly – It was a learning experience for Mike Elias. And if the Orioles are in a similar situation this time next July 30th, I think he'll be better equipped and have more knowledge and have more wherewithal to operate and and make more of a splash where this was more of throwing a pebble. (laughs) <laughs> into a lake yeah, yeah where and, and and i'm with you and maybe look maybe flaherty ends up 
missing a start or two. He comes back and he pitches great. There's still the potential for that, but this is ominous. Very ominous. I think that that's a very good word. Thank you. And yeah, you're welcome. Someone uh, has to use weird words yeah. since Jason. Thought. Yeah, that's true. He's not here, so yeah. big words have to be used. Uh, equilibrium. Yeah, equilibrium at elasticity. Elasticity. Yes. Yeah, so two words that never should be used together. Still uh, don't know what they mean. No, I I know what each word means yeah. by itself. Yeah. But together, no. It's way I, too I, much. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, it's good Scrabble stuff though. Oh like, my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, John Angel. You got a Hell Q a in that equilibrium. Yeah, equilibrium. Come on, that, that's there's a Q in there. I'm pretty sure that's that's a big Scrabble word right there. You're winning some Scrabble if you can figure that one out. And but there's a lot of letters to play off. Yes, too. a lot of letters. Yeah. Equilibrium, elasticity. There's a lot of letters in elasticity too. So. Not the, there's no Q in that word. No. At least I don't think. But no. yeah. So now that the one bit of good news about the six man rotation is you can just bump everybody else up. And I guess that's what they'll do. But then you wonder, is Flaherty ready to make that next turn to keep everybody else on schedule? Yeah, I that that's obviously the big variable. And, and let's go down that rabbit hole and say that he's not. Do they insert someone else into that six-man spot? Mm. And... I think they have John to. John Means. Or Austin uh, Voth. Austin Voth. I mean, Wells, they're already fully committed to the bullpen, yes. so that's not an option. No, he's, he's going backwards yeah, as it, far as pitches. Ex- exactly. So really, it would be Means, a guy coming off Tommy John, yeah, or Voth, a guy coming off a 60-day IL, where the starter tomorrow is still TBA, but like you said, you would think that they would just move up all of the guys, but... I think they really like this six-man rotation. And if Flaherty is out for an extended period of time, they're going to do something to fill that void. And the good news is, coming up in in, in eight days, you're you're not shortening your bullpen because of it. Because you get that extra arm in the bullpen that you took away for the six-man rotation. By the way, one other note, the lineup is out. Would you like to hear it, Tim? Please. Adley Rutschman leading off behind the plate. Yay. Gunner Henderson at shortstop, batting second. Batting third in right field, Anthony Santander. Love it. Batting fourth to DH, Ryan Mountcastle. Batting fifth at first base, Ryan O'Hearn. Batting sixth in the left field. That's Austin Hayes. Batting seventh in center field, it's Cedric Mullins. Batting eighth and playing second base, the steady Jordan Westberg. And batting ninth at third base, Ramon Urias. This is the A lineup. Yeah, give me Jordan Westberg and Urias over McKenna and Mateo. <laughs> the in the A looks, like, looks much better. <laughs> it does. does look much better. Rounds out the lineup. Oh, man. It's Cedric Mullins batting seventh. That's sneaky. Back to back days. Yeah, he batted seventh last night. Uh, coming up next, we talking a lot of Orioles, and they, they got some relievers that are be coming up. We assume means is a reliever. T- Tyler Wells reliever. Danny Coulomb reliever. Austin both here. How are they fitting all these guys in? We're gonna try to work that jigsaw puzzle next here on the fan. Inside access with Jason Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 